0: Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to Episode 8 of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's my goal to help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest God to your world and experience God on a personal level Like you've never experienced him before hey before we get going if you would please subscribe to our podcast there however you're listening that's available on iTunes Google Play SoundCloud and we're really excited to announce that now uh, it's available in Spotify so uh, if you make sure and follow subscribe that way you don't miss out on new episodes and if you would leave us a review there uh, just to help us continue to get the word out you know we're really excited just to see the number of followers and listeners Increasing each month, and uh, getting the emails and messages from people, uh, just telling us how much this is helping them, and uh, and taking their uh, their walk, you know, their Christian walk, taking it to a whole other level, and not just going through life and saying I believe in God, but no, like going through and experiencing God and having encounters with Him, and that's actually what we want to talk about today. Uh, if we look at John chapter five, and verse eighteen. It says that the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, talking about Jesus, but Jesus also said that God was his father, uh, making himself equal with God. And this is real important here because this phrase equal with God is important to uh, make sure we understand this that you know there's a difference between being equal to something and being equal with something. You know, equal to means you can replace it, but equal with means you can represent it. You know, and just like my little boy, Jake, he's nine years old. And, you know, if you look at him, you can tell he's my boy. He looks just like me. Uh, you know, he's not equal to me and that he can't replace me, but he is equal with me. He's got my DNA. Uh, it's obvious, you know, you look at his face and he looks like me. He's like a little Chad, a little mini me. And, and you know, he's got my last name, so he could definitely represent me, but he can't replace me. He's not equal to me. And this thing of God being Jesus's father, it's the same thing for you and I. When God becomes our father, uh, we are made righteous uh, and we are in union with him because of our union with Christ and therefore makes us equal with God. And because of of Jesus being equal with God, and then you can apply it to us as well, you go on down to verse 19 and, and Jesus said this, he said, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do and for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Again, it's this piece of being able to represent him, uh, being able to do what he did because he showed us how to do it, gave us the equipment to do it. Uh, verse 20, I've always always liked this because it says, The Father loves the Son, and Jesus goes on and says, and he shows him all the things that he does. So I want you to notice this that you know, because of the union with the Father and and being you know righteous and being in a position uh, of equality there not not to replace but you know uh, to be equal with and that we can have a relationship as a result of that there's encounters that take place and this is what Jesus is starting to get at he said because of my union with the father i'm in a position you know that i can be with him and, and represent him and, and do some things like him and he said, he shows me all the things that he does, and he's going to show me even greater things, just so you can marvel. So you see encounters here, uh, you see the same thing in John chapter eight. You know, if we start with um, start with verse uh, sixteen, Jesus said, "I'm not alone, but I'm with the Father who sent me." And then in verse eighteen, he said, "And the Father who sent me." Now, notice this. He said. The Father that sent me, he bears witness of me. Now notice Jesus didn't say he bears witness in me, you know, that he's my Father. No, he's talking about Jesus, that he was a sent one. He said, the Father bears witness of me. The The Father bears witness that he sent me. This is talking about outwardly. And these are things that, again, it goes along with a relationship and fellowship with the Father, you know, this is this is a piece that has has far been missing, you know, in our faith circles, And as the fellowship piece. You know, we focus so much on the healing and the power and our authority and the blessing, and we forgot, you know, the source of all of it. And, and Jesus, he constantly talks about the Father, the Father with him, the Father that sent him, the Father in him, and and now uh, he's talking about, you know, the Father. Uh, speaking to him, the Father showing him things, the Father revealing things to him, the Father bearing witness of these things. And and then in John chapter 10 and verse 15, he says, as the Father knows me, I know him. As the Father knows me, I know him. And so Jesus is in a wonderful situation because of his union and because of his righteousness, his rightness with the Father, that he can not only... Uh, know the Father, but have encounters with him. And in John chapter 14 and verse 19 through 21, Jesus says that I and you and you and me. And he said, I will manifest myself to him. So you see Jesus talking about the fact that, you know, because of our union with him, that in the same way that the Father uh, manifests himself to Jesus and Jesus had encounters with him, Jesus was going to do the same thing for us that we would have encounters with him. And it all stems uh, back to salvation. And you see this in John chapter three, uh, verse 33. I'm sorry, verse three, Jesus was talking to Nicodemus and he said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see or experience the kingdom of God. Now notice Jesus didn't say, uh, unless you're born again, you can't go to heaven. No, he said you you can't see, can't experience the kingdom of God. Now, thank God, you know, there is a heaven again and a hell to shine. And so if you are born again, and when you take your last breath or Jesus comes to uh, take us back, yeah, we, we get to go to heaven and thank God for it. But the purpose of salvation was not to change your destination and get you to heaven. The purpose of salvation was to get God on the inside of you, to reunite man and God, once again, because that was God's original plan uh, back in the Garden of Eden. And Jesus said, if you're if you're born again, you can see the kingdom of God. You can experience the kingdom of God. In other words, Jesus firmly believed that once you got born again, it puts you in a position to start having encounters with God and having encounters with his kingdom, the, the domain uh, of the king. He wants you to see and experience things. And that's the deal, guys, is that we should be living for encounters with God, not waking up in the morning and going through our daily Christian life and just you know, talking about God and saying, I believe in God and I trust in Him. But no, like in all reality, have encounters with Him, hearing from Him, seeing from Him, having Him move through you, do things through you, manifest Himself uh, to you and manifest Himself through you. It's one thing that we have been, I mean, hammering with our son, is that the hearing from God is normal and God manifesting himself to you is normal. Uh, One thing, you know, I pray with my little boy as well when we put him to bed and we pray that when his head hits the pillow, he has sweet sleep and he has good godly dreams and he hears from God in those dreams and he sees from God in those dreams. I mean, we're trying to make this a reality for him and normal for him and that he's having encounters with God and that these things Are really real but the deal is is that you know we can't do the the same works that Jesus did without the same awareness of the father without having those same encounters with the father but you know Jesus said in John 14 12 whoever believes in me will do the very same works well when we we became uh, one with Jesus our union with Jesus that put us in a position not only to have the same equipment but also to have the same encounters Uh, with the Father. Never, never forget Jesus. He is the standard for what's available uh, for a man or a woman united with God. That's the righteousness of God. Jesus is the standard for what's available and Jesus is the standard uh, for what can be done on this earth by a man or woman united and filled with God. I want to make this statement. I have this written down in my my journal and uh, it's this is that everything God gave us was to lead us into more encounters with him. Let me say that again. Everything God gave us was to lead us into more encounters with him. You know, you hear a lot of people talk about revelation and, you know, and hearing things from God, getting revelation from God. And, and, you know, we should be getting revelation from God. You know, that's one thing that You know, I I pray for daily, you know, according to Ephesians chapter 1, 15 through 21. Father, you know, open my eyes. You know, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Help me to see and understand, you know, the plan you have for me and the inheritance of God and the saints and and the power that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of me. Lord, give me more revelation. You know, what uh, happened for me and through me, you know, by salvation. And revelation, we need that, but... You know, if that revelation isn't producing something, if it's not producing encounters, if it's not producing results, then in all reality, all it's going to do is produce more religion in our lives. And I, I see that happening uh, with a lot of people that I'm around. Is that you know we've gotten these uh, revelations, so-called revelations, you know, about God and about redemption and about our words and our authority and this and that. But you know, if it's not producing for you, it's just going to turn into religion. And it's just going to turn into works and it's going to turn into frustration. No, we should be having actual encounters and we should be progressing uh, with, with these revelations. And so everything God gave us was to lead us into more encounters. Uh, and you could even say it like this, is that every encounter that you have with God, whether it's hearing from him, seeing from him, him manifesting in your life and through your life, every single encounter is, It's an invitation from God to have another one. Think about that. Every time God does something for you and in you and through you, it's an invitation to have another one. And and not only just have another one, but go deeper in it. Uh, Go to a higher degree with it. We're supposed to be having encounters with God. And we're supposed to be having encounters with God, uh, not just for us, but also So God can manifest himself through you. If if we start having more encounters with God on a personal level, then that puts us in a position for God to manifest him through us for the world. You know, that's what we've been saying. We we want to help you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest into the world and, and, and experience him on such a level, on such a level that it puts you in a position to turn around and help others experience him on that very same level. So we need these encounters with God for us to to personally grow in the things of God and grow in our relationship with God. But we also owe the world encounters with God. Think about that, friends. We owe the world encounters with God. See, I want encounters with God. I want to experience Him. I want to know Him like I've never known Him before. I want that statement that Jesus made that when He said, you know, as the Father knows me, I know Him. I want that. I want that type of a relationship that in the very same way God knows me, I know him. I mean, that that's some serious fellowship right there. That that's some that's a serious relationship right there that in the same way God knows me, I know him. And that's what I'm pushing for because Jesus said it was possible. And so that's what we're going after. And so I want it for, you know, a selfish love. I want it for me, but I also understand that the more I progress in these things, the better of a position it puts me in so I can help other people encounter God and, and I can help the world have an encounter with God so that uh, not only do they hear about him, but they also get some proof. You know, it's those signs, wonders, and miracles Jesus talked about in the Great Commission. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 10 and verse 8, he said, freely you have received, now freely give it. Again, you know, we owe the world encounters with God. Because all the encounters that God has with us, it's an invitation to go further, and and these things that He gives us, it's so that we can turn around and give these things away. And I'll leave you with this uh, this one scripture right here. I've been kind of chewing on this the last couple of weeks, and it's Matthew chapter ten and verse thirteen, where He told the disciples to go and preach the kingdom and heal the sick and cast out the devils. And He said, when you go into a home, you know if it's if it's worthy of this, He said, let your peace. You know, be in that home. You know, he, he said, if not, take it away. And I think that's really interesting that that we could, we could be such a possessor of God's peace, or you could say such a possessor of his presence, that we could take it somewhere and, and on purpose manifest it uh, there in that environment and manifest it in such a way that it lingers for a while and and puts people in a position to have an encounter with God just because we showed up. Think about that. Just because we showed up and we're a possessor of his presence and a carrier of his presence, that we could on purpose, we could on purpose leave it in a place for it to change the atmosphere for a while. Why would God say that? Because he wants people to encounter him. He wants people to know him. And and, and the, the end result, you know, a great example is John chapter four when Jesus was at the well with a Samaritan woman. And, you know, she came up and, and, you know, uh, Jesus just read her mail and told her about her history. And and the result was through that encounter uh, and, and that, that word of, of knowledge there, through that encounter, that the result was she turned around. She not only believed in Jesus, but she went out and told other people about Jesus. And the result was the whole town ended up uh, believing in him. And so that's the purpose in all of this is that we have such encounters with God and knowing him so well that when we are in positions with, in the world and uh, with people who need to have an encounter with God, that we can manifest him, whether it be through a gift of the Spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, you know, gifts of healing, whatever it is that the Holy Ghost knows that they need, that we would be uh, so sensitive to him and so used to that we can manifest him in a very, very natural and normal way. It's for us, but it's also for the world. Hey, real quickly, I want to let you know about some meetings we have coming up. Uh, the first week of February. February 4th through the 7th at Abundant Life Church in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, five powerful services where we're gonna have some encounters with God and grow in our understanding of our union with Christ. Hope you enjoyed our time together. Today not only helped you expand your mind on what's possible in Christ, but also helped you grow in your connection with God so you can manifest into your world.